This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. That's uh, the basics. Morning. Lovely. Good morning. It's uh, it's very rainy outside Ooh, in Golden Square here in central <laughs> London, a large conurbation in south-east England. It sure is. But, so we're all cosy. Mm-hmm. We're all snug and cosy. We're all Nicholas Sarkozy. <laughs> and I, oh, that's good, Frank. Who I believe shares my birthday. He does. Because, um, you know, we talked a bit about my birthday last week, but it's actually happened now. Uh, but because Faye, who also works on the show, that we have to put her in another room now so she doesn't yeah. cough on us yeah. or something. Um, she uh, has the same birthday as me, and she pointed out that uh, Nicholas Sarkozy also... I like that shared birthday. The one I always think of is, I don't know if Faye's aware of this, is uh, St Thomas Aquinas has the same <laughs> birthday as me. She doesn't look like she's aware of it. I'm looking through the glass. No, she seems they You know, I find that with the kids nowadays. They're, they're not, not, they're not interested the, uh, in Tommy's birthdays. He's not <laughs> as big. Like He's not a sort of big... Uh, he doesn't feature in the 3am columns. No, he's not like Stormzy. No. No. <laughs> no. Frank, uh, as it's 2021, I'd like to kick off this morning with some Shane news <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I explain Shane is that I wrote two series of a sitcom in the early two I think in the two tens and um, that's not those seats behind the the two fifties at the cinema mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's the decade and the first series went out so we, everything was lovely we did a second series all beautifully done and written by me and edited and then it, it was never broadcast mm. Quite Sad first. The second series, first series. So Shane, Shane Two, yeah. Never so Frank heard. often refers to the fact that Shane Two is in a vault at ITV somewhere. Well, because mm. I don't know of anyone, no one, no other comic has ever said to me, "Oh yeah, my sitcom um, has been hermetically sealed." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they remember the old Blue Peter time capsules. <laughs> oh, maybe when they used to put, like, you know, they watching, put the master copy in there. Do you remember when they opened any... a couple yeah. of those? Well, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Everything ruined. Well, we have, we've had a. Pr- <laughs> I blame Les Ferdinand. He did the garden. Oh, and he yes. said about the time capsules. Well, we had a previous uh, reader suggesting that Shane too uh, had been pardoned by Trump. Yeah, that was oh, very, yeah. very good joke. And this week, Dylan Freestone has got in touch from Lincoln to say, Dear Frank, Alan and Emily, after your recent discussion of the ill-fated series Shane, I took it upon myself to see if I could sample it. I watched the pilot episode and dot, dot, dot. Oh, what about those dots, Frank? Mm. It was... Excellent. My particular understood. <laughs> my particular favourite joke. I, don't worry, I've cleared this for blue content. It's oh, good, fine. Good. My particular favourite joke was when someone mentions Edgar Rice Burroughs. <laughs> yeah. With Frank's response, does he? <laughs> there you go. You <laughs> see. It continues. That's not all. Tell him to get me some truffles while he's down there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Oh, I forgot forgot it was that rich. (laughs) Award-worthy stuff. Here's hoping for Shane Series 2. Well, uh, I actually, this is very... (laughs) Coincidentally, I put the telly on this morning when I got off. I suppose it was about 6.30. And there was listings. And you know when there's a lot of short (laughs) programmes on and they crunch... I could see Shane T... And I thought, no. oh my god! And I went to, and it was Shane the Chef, which I've never oh, heard no. of, which I think is a children's TV show. Oh. I don't think they'd be putting it out at uh, six forty-five in the morning. Either, no, for goodness sake! <laughs> <laughs> Clashing with Thunderbirds, I'll go. No. Frank Skinner. It is raining outside, and. Um, <laughs> Alan was just expressing um, oh, his antipathy <laughs> to the umbrella. Oh as yes, a, yeah. as a as a, an accessory. 
And my partner, Kath, is also fiercely anti-umbrella. I think she might be even more hardline than myself, which is uncommon. Well, she hates them in others because she feels... I think she said to me once, you might as well just carry a TV aerial down the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and also, um, when, I, when I go out and it's raining, I take an umbrella, she will deliberately walk outside of its... Um, circumference, its radius, or whatever. That's an impressive amount yeah. of stubbornness. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not low on stubbornness generally. I'd give her that. Can I add to? Can I, can I throw my own hat in the ring here and not, say, unless it's an umbrella hat? <laughs> oh yeah, you love I've lost enough money on those. I also don't like the umbrella. Yeah. I'm with you. Really? I find it a very primitive instrument. It is. Very it similar a... technology to the tent, if you really think about it. Yeah. Well, that's the why I dislike tent. it. You know my feelings yeah, on exactly. a tent, or you can imagine, presumably. I mean, it is really like what? mobile camping, isn't it, if you I think mean, about it? Sell is us that a bad the, thing? Sell us the umbrella, Frank. <laughs> you seem like, if you're such a fan. Well, it keeps you dry when Does it's raining. It? That's, that's the main thing. I also, what I tell a like about it, is you if you pitch it at a certain angle, it hides you, mm. um, but you can see like who's coming and who's about. It's a nice really? way. Of, it's yeah. It's a nice I've way of keeping. Yeah, you can keep it nicely uh, indiscreet. Mm. The only umbrella I've liked oh. is uh, the golfing umbrella. Oh, oh too big, oh, massive, stunning. Too I love big. Those. and and pied as well. Always <laughs> pied. <laughs> And uh, no, no, I um, I like a little fold up in the trousers. <laughs> um, I had a golfing like. umbrella once. It was it was lovely. I, I mean, love this anecdote. Beginning. <laughs> Where's yeah. it gonna go? Mm -hmm. Well, I had it, and I so I had a golfing <laughs> umbrella once, and I said to my wife, <laughs> I'd been given it at a corporate event. Of course, you oh, were. brilliant! And I was using it, and I was with. I'm going to have to do a name drop. I don't know if we have a sound for this. Mm -hmm. um, Some sort of jingle. I'll, I'll see if I can. Let if me you see hunt for anything, one, anything that's. Uh, I'll say the name, apt. and whilst you hunt for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I had it in the back of the car, and it was a big old. It was a big old GU. And I was using it. It then started raining, and I was with Gary Lineker. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm not sure about the ending. I quite like it. A little bit of afters. I quite like the afters. And... I used it for him to hold it aloft. I mean, you know. Well, I should think he's ever at home with a golfing umbrella. Mm. He looks I, so right with it. I met him at a at a baggage retrieval. Is that what is it? Retrieval? Is that Reclaim. What? Reclaim. Yeah. I prefer retrieval. <laughs> if any, anyone's listening from uh, the major airlines, I, I give that a bit of a thought. Yeah, people in signage. Just um, so I was at baggage retrieval and I bumped into Gary Lineker and he was uh, waiting for his uh, enormous set of golf clubs. Oh, right. oh, so I just got back from the Algarve or somewhere. Oh, like Portugal's that. big. But it you is. know what? Because it was Gary Lineker, I felt that big, smart, posh golfing umbrella, I felt I had to sort of offer it to him. I said, oh, oh you yeah. can have that. What, because the ears? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it felt like he deserved it. It felt like it belonged Fair with him. Because yeah. he's the sort of person that would golf. It oh. just felt more befitting to him. Anyway, I had to, I couldn't, and, and he said, oh, okay. A couple of times nice. when he I've been, been in the company of Gary Lineker, and it may have happened at that airport because we were chatting for a bit because his golf clubs were delayed. Yeah. Occasionally I say to him, can I just stop and say, you do know there's part of me thinking, oh my God, it's Gary Lineker. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, sometimes you just got to tell him. Yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hey, we've got some breaking news on the text form here. Don't Zero tell me R just gone missing. No, not, <laughs> not this time. 091. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Nearly three years ago, Frank became an on-air doula for my sister Amy when she oh, gave I birth. Oh, I remember that, To yeah. baby Jude. Well, my sister-in-law, Sarah, is giving birth, and it goes to caps, right now! To uh, three exclamation okay. marks. Could Frank offer her some encouragement or has he retired his medical skills now he's reached 64? As an aside, the baby's father, Ian, shares his birthday with Frank and, of course, St Thomas Aquinas. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, praise redacted. OK, here goes. 
Push. <laughs> God. Good Push. Skill. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, um, Imagine yeah. if that was the first thing you heard in the world. Oh, man. I'd quite that, like that'd it. That'd be great. Um, uh, good luck with that and, uh, you know, breathe... Of all and the jobs that I didn't expect it. to go online, doulering is, uh, oh, is yeah. one. And to be hoovered up by Frank Skinner. Doulering, it's, I'll tell you what I can get nowadays. Shane too didn't go out, I'm doulering. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, when you talk about sort of... Why was, I said Alan the, Hansen, when you talk about... <laughs> I said to the guys earlier that, um, that something was said that... There was a very guys. good... Last week... Uh, let me let me just let's just rewind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I was talking about the fact that Bernie uh, Sanders, the American oh, yes. guy, had got a large envelope, and if you zoomed, you could read what was on it. And yeah. I I I love those stories in the paper when people zoom in on yep. things that people are carrying. It's a regular. And I asked if any... But I asked with, like, three minutes of the show to go, which was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Mm-hmm. But someone did send in a, a very forward... Uh, which I missed completely, which is on Paul Ince, the, the football, when he was a manager, on Paul Ince's uh, notebook. He was a manager, was he? Yes, he was, yeah. yeah. Uh, on his notebook, he'd written, um, <laughs> shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just missed that being read out completely. And I said to um, I said to Emily, I'm sorry, I think that was lost in the mists of war, or is it the <laughs> fogs of war? Yeah. And um, I, if anyone out there knows the answer to that, I'm thinking now fogs. It might be. So is it the mist of war or the fog of war? Oh, yeah. That's fogs. Your... I think it might be fogs. You don't often hear in the plural. <clears throat> is that your text? Time. Eight twelve fifteen. Fogs or mists? <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard a lady on the news this morning when I was having my porridge, um, saying that she was returning. She she stopped uh, being part of international uh, netball to have a baby. Mm. And she, you know, she said, "I'm giving it motherhood, my full thing." She said, "But I am, um, I'm, I still very much, I want to go back. I, you know, I, I like, I like being in a high class environment." Oh. And I thought, "Oh, it's a nice, uh, nice oh, thing, lovely. isn't it?" I, I mean, I, you know, I, I never really, I, I thought to myself, "How much time have I really spent in a high class environment?" <laughs> I suppose she meant where everyone is really on it and really working together for a common yes. at netball, surely. Yeah, the net. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, England's um, Britain, sorry, netball mm-hmm. women's netball team is, uh, is is there a men's netball team? Is there? Oh, I hope I hope I haven't. How dare you! It's a joke. Eight twelve fifteen. I think it's all right to ask that. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 I met the women's one at the. Um, uh, usually tedious sports personality of the year, and uh, they were they were a striking group together. Right. Very tall. Mm-hmm. It was like if one landed on uh, the the island of the Amazons, mm-hmm. yes. you know where Wonder Woman comes from. I'm guessing that that's what you'd see like waiting for bosses is groups like that. <laughs> I don't know what the bus service is like on the, the Isle of the Amazons, but you never know. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we had so many lovely birthday wishes for you coming oh, through nice. during the week, including uh, David Baddiel said on Twitter, just been round to Frank Skinner's doorstep to wish him happy birthday. He's 64. I do still need him, but I'm not feeding him, and that's final. Lovely. Hmm. He, he gave me his new book for my birthday. Nice. Oh, Jews um, Don't Count. Jews Don't Count, which you should read. It's, mm. I've, I haven't started it yet, but it's, uh, it's, it's imminent. As mm. soon as I've got rid of uh, Milton's political pamphlets, that's next. Is that what you're working on? That's that what you're reading? Uh, yeah, no, I'm reading for pleasure, funnily Oh, my goodness. How oh. was your birthday? You know what? It was really lovely. I was saying to my co-birthdayer, Faye, mm. um, that um, it's sort of... Uh, birthdays in lockdown were a bit more... They feel a bit more special because there's like Because lockdown's a bit of a straight line. Mm. Feels like it's a bit of ultra edge, your birthday. Oh, yeah. You know when the line goes doi-oi-oi? Mm-hmm. 
It was... Uh, I had people turning up with, like, flowers, oh, presents, nice. text. Um, Adrian Childs turned up with... Um, what's it called? Ghana... Banoosh or... Oh, Baba Ganoosh. Baba Ganoosh. Lovely. Yeah, it was a local mystic who lives uh, nearby. <laughs> she's Boy, good, though. He, yeah, she's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, she embraced me against all uh, government <laughs> advice. They don't go by the protocols. No, but Do you know what? I felt warm after. <laughs> Are they impromptu visits, the birthday visits? Um, well, some were impromptu. Oh, how lovely. David Baddiel said, I'll, I'm, I'll nip round after lunch and then came at about... 345 <laughs> right. what a meal that was it was more of a, some sort of Viking banquet he must have been there. not only that he missed out on the Baba Ganoush I'm guessing yeah. he did Adrian Charles turns up on his um, oh, on, on his, his motorbike with me Baba Ganoush he also um, he also he's like a me. Deliveroo driver isn't it <laughs> I'll tell you what Adrian Charles bought me he bought me um, one of Clive Tildesley you know Clive Tildesley the, yeah. uh, the uh, famous sports commentator sport, Football commentator, yeah. He um, he has started reproducing. Do you know what um, uh, commentary charts are? No. They, no. Uh, commentators tend to produce their own little chart for each match, which tells you... You know when they say, um, oh, Dave Ellis on the ball now, um, his first game... Um, for the club since uh, January, he had a mm. he had a, a silicone implant <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> right, yeah, They've got yeah. it all down there, and it's like they just know it. And he, they're they're hand tightly handwritten in wow. multicoloured inks, like biro, tiny little writing with all these details. And it's a game from uh, I think it was two thousand and two. Anyway, it's it's West Brom winning at Wolves. Mm-hmm. And it's all the details of that. So he, he had that. It's framed. Clive Tildesley signed the back. The real thing. The yeah. actual one. Well, I think I think he must have reproduced. He's it. really gone How to impressive. town. Um, but it's quite. It's, it looks like a work of art. That's mm. tiny, tiny That's writing. What a nice and thing. How can I put these football commentators are a certain type of uh, individual? <laughs> and tiny writing in multicoloured biros in many ways, I think, sums them up. <laughs> but it, it looks beautiful. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. And 060 has, uh, was fascinated with the Clive Tilsley commentary chart, so they've Googled them and they've found out what it costs. They're commercially available. Yes. I think they're from £20. Well, they found I've, out... I Googled all my gifts to see what they cost. <laughs> they found out what Clive charges. Um, I won't share that because it was a gift. Hmm. No, it's fine, and it's. I think it's ten quid extra for Clive <laughs> to sign the back. I like That's that very you know much that what they've already. said. Yeah, yeah. Well, Frank knows it already because he googled. Well, I'm doing. I'm doing a great plugging job here for CT. <laughs> they ask him um, how much would you charge if, for example, you had a book for sale and offered a signed version. Would you just make it the same, or yeah, I'd make it the same. Good for you. Maybe a bit less in case they wanted to regift. <laughs> Did you hear from R. Keith this birthday? Because R. Keith is uh, is going to be trending soon. He's going to go viral. Because this week, I don't know if you know this, Al, but Cath's uh, podcast, um, I Wish I Was an Only Child, there... Cath is my partner. And yeah. She does, she does a mm-hmm. podcast with her sister, Rachel. The episode we've all... Well, I personally have been waiting for my whole <laughs> life dropped <laughs> this week. It's only Frank Skinner and Keith... Our Keith. Yes, the current episode is me and our Keith being interviewed, which is... Uh, it's worth a listen, I have to tell you. Well, we, it's a while back we did it. I don't really remember what we talked about, but someone said, I listened to your podcast. It actually physically made me cry, and I thought... <laughs> that's what they said about Shane too at ITV. But, <laughs> yeah, so Keith. apparently it's quite sad as well as obviously hilarious. Well, Keith does make a, a great observation. He says, you know, our family were... He said, if we were rich we'd have been called eccentrics. He said, but we weren't, so people thought we were weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's beautifully put. But, but I got uh, a lovely... Your your um, your uh, mother in... Is that, yeah, mother-in-law. She was texting me, and she was on the phone to our Keith. Yes, they are. close, uh, you know. Yes, it's... Um, cat, cat, <laughs> cat's got her fingers crossed. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carry on. I mean, it'd be a development. But, you, you know, I'm not having Boz having to say Uncle Granddad to anybody. It's all getting a bit Bill Wyman's family. <laughs> Let's is, not go into that. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, did our Keith get in touch? You know what, he didn't, but apparently he tried to. Hmm? Um, you can't say that in this day and age. In the no. 70s, you can say, if I you tried. Think, if you saw Keith's phone, you'd believe that that was a possibility. <laughs> he said to me, uh, the, uh, the, the last time I spoke to him, he said, so it turns out um, people can send me photos on this. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> what will they think of next? <laughs> God bless him. He's a very, very funny man. You should listen to the podcast. He is. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is still uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Bobby Tolini has got in touch, Al. He says, uh, this was a great listen, talking about your uh, podcast. Oh. That you and Keith on Catapult. I hope our Keith isn't going to be, um, you know, spoilt by fame and become like, you know, catapulted into well, the spotlight. Hold your high horses, because he goes on to say Keith comes across as such a nice, genuine black country bloke, and the bit at the end choked me up a little. Yeah, I don't know what the bit at the end is, but uh, I'll check it out. Um, he is. He's all those things. Um, there you go. But I, you know, you know, when you get the sort of uh, the like, I think Billy Carter, the American president, had a brother. Uh, Jimmy Carter had a brother called Billy Carter, who was I a didn't. bit of a drinker. <laughs> Realised he got a bit of fame. Brought out Billy's beer. Oh, nice. So I hope Keith keeps his feet on the ground. Um, we've had an update. <laughs> Zero nine one has texted. Yeah. Um, Caps lock on. Update, two exclamation marks. Sarah has given birth to a baby boy, two exclamation marks. Remember you were being an on-air doula again. Oh, oh fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Frank, for your doula work. Sarah is very grateful. No news yet on whether baby will be called Frank, <laughs> dot, 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 or possibly Shane, dot, 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 dot. Imagine they call it Shane too. Well, you know what? <laughs> oh, that would be... I would love it if they did that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to apply this just for you. Congratulations and jubilations. That's enough, Cliff, for one morning. Yeah. I bet I'm not the first person to say that. Oh, come on, Frank. <laughs> I love Cliff. Early Cliff is brilliant. I remember I did a, a gig and Hugh Cornwell of The Stranglers came on and just on an acoustic guitar played Cliff Richard B-sides. I mean... Wow. Gotta love it. By the way, I've spoke a lot about Faye this morning, our assistant producer. Yeah. A woman I barely know. But um you're very, you're very obsessed by this I the, the notion last week. that you don't know her. I mean, what level of Do knowledge you know? are you expecting? Because of the socialisation of the show has changed. I yes, think it, it is. It's, it's Do I know a, her? Yes. Okay, if I said to you, if if you I know could see any now. back, if I could, you know we're on okay, there. Okay, I'll go back to what I was going to say. She said this morning that I think she said she'd been to a Lido. Oh yeah. Now oh. I would say Lido. No. Would you? Is it Lido? Wasn't but there then a again, song? You say birthday and you say Star I Wars. I do not say birthday. For out. Look, I mean, this is, are, you, are you really serious about this? Can we check the tape on that? There was a song um, called Lido, which went, Lido, whoa, do you remember it? No. If anyone out there remembers Lido, whoa, please let me know. I mean, I, I like it. Yeah. Can I be honest? I have never really known... And so I tend to take your, I tend to, you know, bow, always defer to your wisdom on these matters. I would have gone Lido. Well, Al's Lido, more of a swimmer than me, so he Lido might. or Lido, tomato, well, tomato, that sort of thing. Let's call the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> cold splash. Yeah, cold. <laughs> Very cold. And people there watching you in the dressing room trying to get a celebrity anecdote. <laughs> That's what I don't want. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah, Lido Lido, A twelve fifteen. We haven't heard fogs or mists, but this one might have more. Might, it feels to me like more of a goer. No information on fogs or mists thus far. Okay. 
I was talking about my birthday. You know what? When I got up, my partner, Kath, and my uh, eight-year-old son, Boz, had decorated the whole kitchen. There was a cake with candles. Not 64 candles. That would have been dangerous mm. as much as anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what they'd done, on my 60th birthday, they'd, made, they'd bought some happy 60th birthday bonting. And what they'd done is... Boz had drawn a, a number four, cut it out, and tucked it in the zero of the 60th. Oh. So it looked like it had fallen off a ship and someone had thrown it a, a lot, one of those life ring things. Lovely. Very cleverly done, though. I was, I was. And I got some, I tell you one of the stars of the surprise gifts mm. a jar of army and navy sweets. Ooh. Do you know those? Oh, lovely. Not seen those yes. for oh, a long I'm time. I'm sorry, I mean, no disrespect to our boys in the RAF. <laughs> but um, <laughs> sort out your confectionery, that's my advice if you want to plug. It's no good trying to claim those. Um, those sherbet flying saucers. I mean, they're not. They're not official. Frank, we've had several people. Oh, the producer just. I've never seen her look so stern. No, in no, my she direction. can be stern. And she, you know what? I quite like it. Yeah, she can be stern. There's no question about that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you what, Frank. Your uh, memory of that song has really, um, if I may. Going to cliche, it's really lit up the switchboard. Oh, it really has. Um, Do we have an answer? Yeah, yeah. we've got. Do we have an answer? Uh, we've got several. Um, uh, of course, I remember Lido, Lido, Boz Skaggs. Oh, your, Boz Skaggs. Uh, yes. He should have lived in Smethwick, Boz Skaggs, with a name like that. But I mean, lots. <coughs> like thank you to everybody cannon. who's uh, told yeah. us. Yeah, but it, but they do say Lido on it. Of the people who've uh, texted in established. People aren't really... Oh, 937 has said, Hi, guys, it's pronounced Lido, um, and they've spelled it L-I-E-D-O-U-G-H, okay. which I think is a good way of uh, mm. phonetically doing it. It's a goddamn Lido. There used to be one at Peckham Rye. Never knew that. There's one near me where someone told me they saw um, Charles Dance in the nude. No. <laughs> really? Yeah. Result um, and I lots mean, of people. You say results. Well, if I had, if I could, if it was a perfect world, I'd have had him just in cowboy boots. But um, holy no. inappropriateness! I, th- I presume this was not actually in the li- in the uh, Lido. I think it was. Um, I think it must, would have been in the changing rooms. But you know, he's uh, he still he still Do looks you know, good. He's a handsome man. Yeah, plays uh, plays the banjo as well. Um, 806 <laughs> has given us an answer. Oh, yeah. In um, the cowboy boots and wearing now. Eight, 806, <laughs> I think their, their answer is given some credence by the, the fact that they say, in my youth I was an international swimmer, so they oh, should know. Wow. Um, and they say, Lido, as Lido, L-Y-D-O, is the southern pronunciation, Lido, as in Lido, L-W-E-D-O, is northern simple but unimportant? They had. Oh, well, oh you might. You might think it's unimportant, fish boy, <laughs> but um, or girl. I don't know which. Uh, but uh, you know, to us linguists, it's everything. <laughs> I suggest you're in the Venn diagram as linguist. I suggest now. you read uh, Robert Browning's *The Grammarian's Funeral*. Oh. That's what I suggest. We'll have a look at that. In, in mid-lengths, in between one of your lengths. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was taught to swim by, um, partly by Karen Pickering, who was an international swimmer, I think a double world record holder. Mm-hmm. Weldy. She and was a weldy. She, she's a weldy. She's a weldy. And she got in the water with me one day so she could swim underneath me to study my technique. Oh, and that she, old line. But she didn't... Uh, no one else has ever tried it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, but she barely moved and still swam faster than me. It was just like a slight, Amazing. just a slight undulation of the shoulders. Wow! And uh, oh, it's a what real shoulders. It was, oh, tremendous shoulders! I think she could have. I'm going. I would bet six parrots on one one of her shoulders. <laughs> If they were if they huh? were if they were shoulder to shoulder, wing to wing, do parrots have shoulders? At twelve fifty, um, 
Yeah, I'm very about... slumped shoulders, the parrot. Oh, speaking of uh, birds... I, I, I am uh, here, you know. Yeah, oh, sorry, I thought I was just me and Al <laughs> sitting in a pub in, in, in a copy of... in an, an edition of The Lightly Lads. <laughs> speaking of birds, um, I had... Uh, I had an interesting avian experience on my birthday, on what I would like to call my birthday walk. Oh. oh. So I'll, I'll, I'll be back with that after this. Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. I went out for a walk on my birthday with my partner and my son. Lovely. And I saw two magpies, and I thought, this is tremendous news. It's my birthday, it? a two for joy. Oh, is it? So oh. I thought, this obviously on your birthday, that reflects the whole year. I didn't have my uh, magpie index card next to me. Well, I, I can't always commit it to memory. Well, I, I remember, because it was a children's TV show, and they used the rhyme for their signature tune. Oh, yeah. The man with a slight uh, Kevin Keegan hair, Mick mm. Robertson, I believe. Yes, so nice, and uh, yes. And Jenny... We'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy Boyd? Possibly. Oh, yeah. Still. Um, so I thought, two, that two for joy. One for sorrow, two for joy. So if you see one, you're supposed to salute okay. as, as a get-out clause. You look so a good bit to remember silly. this, Al. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I then looked. They were everywhere. Oh. So oh. I counted. There were seven magpies. Wow. So I thought, right, what is this? Because I don't think I've ever seen seven magpies together before. So no, one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. Oh. Is that not, what it is? Not that helpful, is it? No. <laughs> what do I get out of that? I mean, that is really what secrets are, isn't it? <laughs> but, well, also, well, yes. Who, it's I'm your... one of those secrets <laughs> that are never to be told. I like that secret. What it's saying... Um, if I may uh, be the magpie interpreter, is that someone will keep your secret. And I like that. I I didn't get that. I okay. got the feeling that the significance of seven magpies, the seven magpies you've just seen, you're wondering the significance of that. Mind your own business. <laughs> oh. That's what I'm getting from folklore. One of those rare moments when folklore says, we don't really have anything to say on this. <laughs> Oh, I see. You thought it was a direct answer. I think it's, it's left me nowhere. I, I've, if I'd have just seen the two, if I'd have turned on my heels after two, that would have been a great, great mm. omen. As it is, I, I don't know what they're offering, the magpies. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> well, Frank, we've had... Uh... Can I tell you, I also oh, yeah, got go from my management the golden age of Marvel, which is, you know, those fo- you know the Folio Society that makes those stunningly beautiful books? Mm. It was it's like nineteen forties Submariner and Captain America. Oh, you nice! Are. Beautiful, big, heavy. That was a decent whip round. That's good. One hundred and fifty yeah. quid. Oh, don't say you googled it. <laughs> of course I did. You know you're saying this out loud. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'd say this show is based on. Do you know you're saying this out loud? That's like that. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's basically its brand. I'd say this show could actually be called A Secret Never To Be Told. Yeah. Three hours. <laughs> yeah, one thing I would say about this show, I was thinking that the other night, is that because we're we're across the decade channels... So producer's really laughing at you having Googled your birthday gift price. Oh, so, so that's, it's almost that's like it's a strange thing to do, Al. Um, what about when... Um, <laughs> Bob Monkhouse gave me a watch. <laughs> I was at the, uh, the. Where's your jingle? I was That's having, a big oh, yeah, one. Sorry. That deserves I, I was, it. A, I was having uh, lunch with Bob Monkhouse. Worked with them all. <laughs> and I told him that I'd, I'd heard a tap, tap, tapping at my uh, at my door, and it turned out I'd put my watch in the washing machine, and it was just tapping at the window, oh. saying, "I'm broken." <laughs> Excuse me, I'm broken. <laughs> And um, he said, oh, and he, he had an attaché case with him. 
an unusual thing to turn up for a casual <laughs> lunch. Mm-hmm. He led in and took out. He used to advertise Seco watches or something. Seconda. Seconda. So he had one of those. I suppose mm-hmm. he had them all up. And he gave me that. And I thought, oh, Bob, really? And he said, no, no, please take it. Wow. I was really delighted. There was a jeweller's just across the road. <laughs> <laughs> so I made sure he'd got in his car and gone off. And then I went over there. 200 quid. Brilliant. Oh and he gave me a God. chance to do an old musical joke because the bloke said, uh, "I said, can is it? Can, can you take the back off and make sure it's working okay?" He said, "Well, if I take the, if I leave the back on, you'll be able to swim in it." I said, "That is brilliant. I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing from him." Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. By the way, the uh, the 1940s uh, Marvel facsimile things, it's got those... Do you remember... I don't know if you... This is probably before your time, but um, comics sometimes... Thank you for that. The collar, mm. the stamp of the collar doesn't quite hit the outline of the thing it's colouring, so there's a slight overlap. Mm. There was... When they first started having colour pictures in newspapers, there was a guy called Eddie Shaw brought out a, a newspaper today call, yeah and all the pictures were like that they they weren't quite the colors weren't quite overlapping it, it looks oh, like dear. it looks it's like looking at a 3d thing when you haven't got your glasses on uh-huh. but i love it so boys i have some dentistry tales i went to the dentist this week they're open then are they the dentists yes okay i for emergency work mm-hmm. Ooh. I had to have a tooth extracted. Yikes. My second. It's not my first time at the extraction rodeo, let me tell you. My dentist is charming. He's called AJ. Oh. AJ? I yeah. wouldn't be sure about that. He's a, you sure he's a dentist rather than someone in a boy band or yeah, something? Yeah, he's like a flip-flop. So that does it in <laughs> flip-flops. When were you born? 1930? <laughs> so, okay, What's other AJ? name is that for dentist? Okay. It should be called Mr Gradgrind. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> he was, I mean, I had to have, so I've had two um, teeth pulled Ooh. recently. Mm. And I was thinking about this, actually. Who sits, I was trying to compare when, you know, I was trying to be humorous with friends because I'd like to, you know, so bring that into their life. The only way to keep them. You know how it is. Oh, and I said, I look like, yeah, they? they said, how are you? I said, I look like, and I was trying to think, who sits in the sort of toothless comedy chair? Because there's ba- there's plug from the Bash Street kids, but they mm-hmm. don't know this person. Shane McGowan, maybe? Do you think Shane that's someone? Does he sit in the funny... That's who I was thinking of. I right? was once third in a worst celebrity <laughs> teeth vote <laughs> in, Stop, in the mate. Daily Stop Mirror. Stop boasting. And it was Ken Dodd, Silla Black, me. Ah, oh. um, so I, who is in the? What, what kind of t- teeth? Because Rob Beckett would be in the big teeth. Chair. He's got stunning teeth. But they're in great shape. Is yeah. I've heard he looks John like Bishop, a Kennedy. Rylan. No, but These they've all, all got good teeth. Yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I was doing the opposite. I know. Of... I like that. There was one... I'll tell you who's got bad teeth. SpongeBob SquarePants oh, has bad teeth. Has he got bad... I can't even picture his He's teeth. He's got two teeth hanging over his pants. Oh. Oh, yes, he has. I think it's that might be to do with... Um, if you allow for um, fruit sugar, is more dangerous than people think. And, think of course, so. I think, if you remember, he lives in a pineapple <laughs> under the sea. Right, and he only eats Krabby Patties, I believe. Uh, I yes. have got that wrong. Yeah, you know, he Why does he, does he have those. his teeth directly over his underpants, though? It's disgusting. Uh, maybe, these, maybe he's <laughs> unsure of the elastication, and that's uh, a bit of insurance. <laughs> We've all done the same it. thing since I ripped my boxer shorts squatting. Oh, right. one of my favourite. say, one I would of my be... favourite radio show <laughs> anecdotes. That was. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, imagine if he turned up on go. a date though, SpongeBob. It's like oh, he's got a square head. Yeah, he's got only two teeth, and the two teeth he does have are but hanging massive, over his pants, disproportionately big. Yeah, short legs. Yeah. Nothing for going. Can we through. stop body shaming? SpongeBob <laughs> yeah, Square exactly. Because Shakiri, who plays for Liverpool, might be listening to this. He'll be in tears. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I was telling you about my uh, oral health-based <coughs> relationship with my uh, d- uh, dentist AJ. Mm-hmm. 
And how do you explain uh, two teeth in quick succession? It's a How'd long, boring it? story. It is to do oh. with lockdown because one was pulled. Oh, bold sweet. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> A pensioner in the 40s. Yeah, she thought the ball was full of gobstoppers on a desk and it turned out to be ball bearings. Too many too many Werther's originals. Um, I thought they were gobstoppers. I wonder why they were clicking together on a sort of cradle construction. As succinctly as possible, I will explain it by saying tooth extracted. Mm. Uh, I'll do it in a Tom Chance way. Google it. Okay, um, no, I remember. Chance in a million. Yes. Tooth, he spoke in this note form way. Tooth extracted, lockdown, delayed appointment, pressure on sole, solo tooth. Ooh, I see. Resulting uh. crack, two extractions. Okay, so I'd been dreading it because I don't like a tooth extraction. I'd been putting no. it off. When I turned up, I did say to AJ, I said, I'm not going to lie, I was hoping you were going to call in sick today. Oh. I said, I'm sorry, I've got to be honest with you. He was very laugh. He said, I oh, know, I understand. I promise you it's going to be fine. So we sit down. Can I ask you a question? Is mm. there... Now, you know, I think I, morality... I, I'm happy with morality being set in stone, but there's often little clauses and loopholes. Mm. Mm-hmm. If I... I don't know what AJ looks like, but if AJ... Can I say, stunning. Well, there you go. <laughs> if AJ had said, I'm just going to do it in a pair of chocker briefs... Oh, yeah. And that will... Then you won't be thinking about the extraction and the teeth thing. <laughs> would that have been morally acceptable? Because you think there would be more. You know, um, ma- magicians use this misdirection, yes. making you look one way so they're doing the trick. You'd think, wouldn't you, that the dentist would do more of that, give stuff to take your mind off what's yeah. actually Frank, happening. I'm going to pull your tooth out you... on three and then they yank it on one and a half, and you're not even expecting well, that sort of stuff. Do you know, it's it's funny you should say that because it leads me to my next point, which is I said to AJ, AJ, would you mind putting some music on? Oh, oh OK. Because I think that would help me. But you you were fine with him being in his underpants? <laughs> <laughs> By this stage, he had stripped. No. Um, I, uh, he said, of course, no problem, Emily. Whatever, whatever you like. What kind of music are you into? It was feeling a bit like a date at this point. Mm, yeah. What sort of music are you into? I said, can I be honest, AJ? He said, of course you can, Emily. Mm. I said, I would far rather we went for your choice of music because it's imperative to me that you feel relaxed. Yeah. You're operating at your best. What if it's a Girls Aloud song? It reminds you of an ex. Yeah. You know? And also, when you're in your pants, you want something <laughs> yeah. to, to make you feel less self-conscious. AJ was not in his pants. Okay, I still think it's a reasonable He had thing. scrubs on. Could be an extra 100 quid, say, and they do it in their pants. Well, if I was a dentist, quid. I'd probably do it 100 quid cheaper if I could do it in my pants. Just, really? Yeah, just... AJ, yeah, I'm so sorry you're not for listening. Al, it's not like you to th- not be thinking about the heating bill. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so put, anyway, he's got. <clears throat> he's, I'll do footballers' tense, dentist tense. He's turned up. He's got his scrubs on. He's wielding the syringe. He, he picks some music. He said, "I'll put on." I said, "We'll go for your choice." He said, "Yeah, okay. I, I've, I'll put on my choice." Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me what it was going to be. And suddenly, as I sit down, he's hovering with a syringe. I'm about to expire with anxiety. I almost screamed. I actually think I went, oh! Oh, wow. Suddenly, I hear... Hold it. I'm going to leave it there because we have to go. (laughs) We have to go, but we'll come back to find out what AJ chose. Frank Skinner Skinner. on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio email the show via the absolute radio website follow the show but don't follow leaders and watch the parking meters Mm. okay now we left aj was just reaching for play on his apple music the dentist Mm. um, whilst emily dean i I think the appointment was at 2 30 wasn't it I hope so. <laughs> so Emily's in the chair. Do you know it was an evening appointment actually? <coughs> was it? What? Yeah. I love a I love a special evening appointment. That's um... Me too, but I thought we were talking about the dentist. 
I think that's probably... No, you think about it. The idea of leaving the dentist in darkness mm. is a bit more frightening, a bit less frightening than leaving it in broad daylight. And it turns out, as I discovered when you've had a tooth extracted and your face is numb, if you decide to get a cab home... Um, on account of feeling it's probably not wise to drive, oh, yeah. uh, you will be perceived as a chronic alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. However... I got on a bus once with a very... I could feel my face, you know, I'd had the... Uh, we used to say it was cocaine. I don't know what you're actually injected it's with. Novocaine. No, they don't use Novocaine. The There's another kind of cane, <laughs> yes. But anyway, I'm sure I, you know, I was, I felt, when, I, when I said... Uh, I'll have a true Queen's Head, I knew there was... Uh, my mouth wasn't right. And I sat on the bus and people were staring. Two or three people stared. I saw some <laughs> nodding and I thought, what's happened here is I've got really swollen face. I look ridiculous. And when I got in and looked in the mirror, fluid had left my yeah. nose, made its way down past my mouth onto... I was actually on my collar. Drool. Oh. No, it wasn't drool. It's from the nostril. Oh. oh. I'm sorry, everyone. Enjoy, Enjoy your breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shakespeare. So, that's what Laurel and Hardy when they say the same thing and say Shakespeare, Longfellow, what goes up the chimney? Smoke. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so if anyone the knows the origins of that Shakespeare, Longfellow thing, when you say the same thing, yes. I think people say oh, yeah. um, Jinx. Is it as yes. well? Yes. Um, they anyone do. knows the Shakespeare, Longfellow? It, it may have been Laurel and Hardy coined. Anyway, he reaches. We're still reaching for the music, AJ. What's he putting yeah. on? I'm in the chair. AJ is poised over me, wielding that syringe, mm. and I'm blanching. Oh, yeah. I think I might have emitted, as I said, a small, oh, God. Yeah. Do you know what I suddenly hear? Go on. No woman, no cry. Oh, what? No woman, no cry. <laughs> Do you think he was trying to Darren Brown you into not yes, crying? <laughs> I do. Oh. I said... AJ, this is a bit obvious, mate. I said, have you put this on on purpose? And he was laughing. He's got a yeah. lovely little sense of humour, AJ. That's what, yeah. one of the many things I love about him. He said, no, Emily, that was a coincidence. I promise, I'm a, I'm a massive reggae fan. I love Bob Marley, and that just came on. Uh, it did calm me down. Well, it, uh, it, it, it certainly took me, me back to the government <laughs> gardens in Trenchtown. <laughs> Which I think get name-checked early on in that. Okay, and did it... Uh, see, I'm worried it would make him quite jolty on his work. Because yeah. when you listen to reggae, it's very hard not to do the intermittent... Yeah. And you don't want that. You don't want the needle in and then That's slightly true. out. Well, I also probably, probably no, never put techno on for that oh. reason, you know. Well, do you know what worried me a bit, though? Is that I was thinking, isn't this lovely? Maybe he has tailored this for me. It's bespoke playlist for me. Because at the end... I had everything's gonna be all right. That's nice. It was working out beautifully. It really was. And good. I said one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt special. And you know what I felt as I left? I think I'm a revolving door of women, aren't I? That he plays that for. Yeah. Every woman gets no woman, no cry. What a nice idea. Do you think yeah. he's got an extraction <laughs> playlist? Is that what he went to? I had an MRI scan, and when you're in an MRI scanner, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one of those. <laughs> And the next That's time I Blood went in, pig, they it? said, do you want music? And I said, to be honest, the stuff I listen to sounds more or less like the scanner, so we'll stick with that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What is, what is the actual sell-by date on Spoiler Alerts? Um... I don't know, but it is a thing that I say when driving. If I see somebody that's got one of those souped-up cars with a spoiler on it, I will oh. go, spoiler oh, alert. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. That's a real classic. Fun I think that... Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> Thank you. I would say I the, um, the sell-by date slash statute of limitations, I would say... For example, if someone said six cents, oh, don't say I haven't seen it. Forget, forget about it. No, for example, well, I've got bad news for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for example, I watched the Mandalorian series two, and the end of it, the last fifteen minutes, me and my son were literally jumping around the room with excitement. The ending was was so oh wow, man, I don't believe it. But if I said that, no, I could say, well, that went out six weeks ago so surely I can say it now I still feel a bit bad about saying it because I wouldn't want to rob anyone of that yes just saying no I would say six weeks ago but if we're talking about sort of 
Citizen Kane or Nosferatu. Yeah. Not yeah. seen it. I'm sorry. Not seen it. <laughs> but, I like, but I'm sure you, you went to see... Um, Shush for Citizen Kane. When you go and see The Mousetrap, at the end of it, and that's been running for oh, how many years, oh. Emily? About 47 years or something? I'd say you're about right. I've um, not seen The Mousetrap either. Should I say La 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 as you tell us this? No, I'm not going to tell you the ending oh, of the okay, mouse trap. That would be a, the most, the least theatrical thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> you like that California man when you've been buried or something. Now, the detective guy comes on at the end and says, "Can I just ask you, please, um, not to say who who did it?" Well, he addresses the audience. Yeah, speaks to the audience. Teaches them. His app, yeah. Nice. And I saw Eddie Izzard live at the at the same or the oh, theatre yeah. next door, and he talked about it and said what the ending was. What? Well, I've never That's seen the I'm play. That's why I'm not going to vote for him. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, her. Barry or not, I've seen the play. I haven't seen the play. I do apologise, and yet I know who did it. Oh, so it's yeah, out but there. we're not going to say. Of that. course, I'm not. Domain. But I'm just saying it has ruined it somewhat. So I'll keep quiet about Mandalorian. Hey, we had a text earlier from 342. And the crying game as well. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Uh, 342 texted. What did he? Hi all, only just tuned in after a much needed lie in. So apologies if I've missed something. Sorry, I haven't missed much. But why is Frank saying birthday? I feel like I'm outside the in joke. I don't say. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm self-conscious well, about... I don't know where the whole birthday thing has come <laughs> from. I'm just reading what the... Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, I'm just telling you what the outside world... What about if it's Melinda messenger? If I just winged her, maybe just the grey. if the producer could call this episode, I don't know where the whole birthday <laughs> thing has come from. I'd be happy with that. Well, um, what about if it turns out it's a it's a, a national holiday in America to celebrate Bert Ward, who played Robin, that the boy wonder, in the 60s Batman <laughs> series? I'd I be have, happy. I have some other updates for your questions mm-hmm. to the, uh, the outside world. Frank, as to your question earlier, it is the fog of war, brackets, although the more used comment is the fog of battle, and it's the mists of time. Well, that's yes. right. Jason. The fog of war, OK. Mm. I thought it was Fox. Fine, fair enough. We're all different. It's not Philly, the Phileas Fox family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Philly. Isn't there a pub or a restaurant yes. or something called Phineas? There's one oh. we both pass when we drive back to uh, North London. Is that? What's, what, where does it... Is it it's sort of an all-around-the-world all cuisine? You is know that the how idea? the gin drinker... It's become a thing again, gin drinking. Oh, yeah. it's back. It used to be associated with the back streets in Hogarth's yeah, day. Indeed, and yeah. uh, now... And Frank and I were nippers. Yeah. Now, of course, it's the hipsters love a gin. Do yeah. they? Oh, they love a gin. They love to get you depressed. You know, again, that's the, that's the <laughs> second phenomenon I've learned today I knew nothing about. The other one was off-air, and I can't tell you what it was. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, there's all sorts going on. I'd just like to uh, draw your attention to... A text we received in response to best thing you've seen out of your window. Do you remember we were discussing oh, that yeah, last week? I was week? asking that last week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I saw the Queen go past. No. On a flotilla. You didn't. Do you remember she had a sort of Jubilee flotilla? Oh, this is... Oh, it's the Jubilee, not just when she was travelling no, by no, flotilla. No, no, no. She but... was standing in a white outfit, and I lived on the river at the time, and, and she went... Mm-hmm. Past. There yeah. was a point where she was between motor vehicles and she just travelled by flotilla until she got the new car. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it was safer <laughs> than getting the lift from the old man. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> the old man. Him indoors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Lizzie Hopley says the uh, best thing she's seen outside of her window a heron backing up to get a better run for takeoff. Seriously. That's worth saying. It it? landed in my parents' garden on a square of lawn that wasn't quite long enough. Don't they have VTO, Herons? (laughs) 
VTO. <laughs> Vertical takeoff. No. Oh, I, so. I didn't know that. I think that's that. helicopters. No, they, they brought out a plane in the 60s. I remember we, had, we did a bit of a topic at it, about it at school. Oh, yeah. Uh, a VTO uh, aeroplane, yeah. Very good. Well, Lizzie continues, it went to take off, had second thoughts, then backed up for another go, which worked. Yippee. That's nice, isn't it? Mm. I like the hair. I mean, and it then... wouldn't be so funny if you were on a plane that did it, but with a hair. No. Oh, it's fine. Oh, well, interestingly, now, you know, if you think about all the arguments about the, the added runway at Heathrow and all yeah. that stuff, mm. what happened to VTO planes? Wouldn't that have solved the problem? Airports could be the size of a, a, a sort of a cash and carry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real shame. If anyone knows about planes and stuff, why didn't the uh, vertical takeoff aeroplane uh, revolutionise mm. travel? I like the fact that you've introduced VTO into everyone's. It was called a VTO. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done that. It was no, well, based on the uh, space travel principle. Yeah. Uh, Ash Chirp has said best thing he's seen out of his window: the Taj Mahal. What? When I slept on the flat roof of a hotel which was full, but allowed me to sleep there. It sounds like there's a lot more to unpack in that story. Yeah. And also, what was it? What, <laughs> have a window on the roof of the hotel. Yeah. Well, it said he's put hotel in uh, no, that, that's, Imagine waking up there. I stayed in a hotel in Japan, and it, the whole point of it was that from your window you could see um, Mount Fuji. Oh, yes. Day one, I got there, thick fog. I think that's quite couldn't, common. Couldn't see, I mean, you couldn't even mm. see a vague outline. It just wasn't there. The next fog day, of war, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, fog fog of, <laughs> the fog of Fuji. <laughs> and um, next day, nothing. I, I mean, not even a hint of it. So I was really upset. I was leaving the next day. I got up the next morning, and there it was, like it had been put up in the night. Oh, that's oh. nice. Oh, man, it was uh, fabulous. Just like you want, a bit of snow at the top, flattened off. <laughs> Boys, I want to talk to you about a story I saw this week because, um, as you know, I forgot to have children. So I'm hoping that, um, you fellas will help me out a bit here. The reason I'm assuming the uh, Australian accent is because this was something that sort of went viral in Australia recently. There was a list of age-appropriate chores for children shared online. Mm-hmm. And it said it's been dividing mums in Australia everywhere. Oh, yeah. Dads too, please. Uh, The chart is based on an old Montessori chart, I believe. Uh, You boys are familiar with... Can you explain what this is? Is that... Is it a dinosaur? (laughs) Montessori's the school thing where they don't do timetable, they just, you know, do what they want. I think the idea is to... um... (laughs) Notice how not bothering to disguise the derision. (laughs) (laughs) If there's anyone from the Montessori organisation, I'm sorry. Apologies uh... (laughs) to Maria Montessori and her descendants. I believe it's... uh, Oh, that one where uh, kids just, like, turn on. They just play, I think. Is it that rubbish one? No, I never said that. I know you didn't. I know you didn't, he never said it's... that, but he might as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come, we'll come back. We're just going to knock off a couple of apologies. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. One nine zero has texted. Please get Montessori facts right with a few exclamation marks. I don't think I we've got it. any wrong. I don't well, think we said well, I anything. Think, I don't think we've offered any facts. I, no facts. I see. A bit like school in many ways. I was about to share <laughs> some facts, <laughs> which were that I think it's designed to encourage independence and self-reliance in children. Oh, oh, so that it's a kind of practical experience over instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so they had a list of chores which was doing the rounds on facebook have you done have you done the chores by the way have i done the chores yeah what do you mean that's the thing they used to say in the pub (laughs) say if bert walks in and says have you done the chores and they go what chores and it says very nice i have a double scotch oh what chores yeah it didn't work work. like when builders ask what's the letter after s and you say t and the gullings very much that's because i said uh 
what do you mean? And in a slightly <laughs> angry yeah. Miss Jean Brodie way, thereby ruining it. I liked it better, your one. It made it edgier than the original. I said mine in a sort of a Doctor Who villain. What do you mean? <laughs> um, anyway. Doctor! On eliminated. Uh, on the Montessori chorelist, mm. which was doing the rounds in Australia, this were, these were some examples, and I am going to have to hand over to my um, child correspondents to tell me what is normal, whether this is normal. They had ages two to three, you should be able to uh, put toys into a toy box. Fine, I can get that. What they also had... It's not that they can't. <laughs> <laughs> throw trash away. But this is what you should for- not force them to do, but they should be encouraged to do on a daily basis. Mm. All that I'm with. Then they had carry firewood. Mm. And um, they also had... I think what they, what they also had is uh, be able to lay the table. Mm-hmm. This is two to three. Mm. So over yeah. to you two. <clears throat> Very low table I've got there. <laughs> I um, Well, for a start off, I would not encourage a child that young to be throwing stuff in the bin because you could lose all sorts of valuable yeah. things that were put in there. Definitely. I'm sort of not... I don't need them to do that much around the house. I mean, I, I looked at this chart. So, obviously, I went to eight-year-olds to see what Boz should be doing. Yeah. Um, one was um, filling and emptying the dishwasher. You know, yeah. with all those sharp knives. That thing with the real sharp knives in it that you have. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and it reminded... The other day, obviously, I'm thinking Boz is going to go on to be an, a, a major um, stand-up comedian. Right. No um, pressure. Yeah, I just, you know... And um, I put some stuff in the dishwasher and he was doing his homeschooling and I emptied the dishwasher. I know sometimes you empty the dishwasher and it hasn't cleaned, there's still stuff on it. It's really annoying. Yeah. So I said, oh, look at this bowl. And he went, oh, he said, he said, uh, if the dishwasher isn't washing dishes, it's not a dishwasher. I said, no, that's right. And then he said something I thought... If I had someone do this at a club, I think this is pretty... He said, it's not a dishwasher anymore, it's just a wet cupboard. Yes. Very I good. thought, that, that yeah. stand-up comedy right there. Yeah. Well, there you go, his chore could be writing for yeah, you. But you know what? <laughs> I would rather... I would rather just he's doing... It. If you're thinking about <laughs> career trajectory, I would rather he's doing <laughs> gags about the dishwasher than emptying and, and oh, filling it. You know, I'd rather he was on stage than in it. He could do both, though. He could do the gags whilst emptying the dishwasher, I think. And the act of loading the dishwasher, it's the daily activity that gives him the material. Yeah. Although you can get material out of paying someone to do it, I suppose. The thing is about getting getting the material, you've only got to do it once. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 828 has texted, I had a feeling this would happen, people bursting about their uh, children's chore ability. Mm. Just a note on the age-appropriate chores, our daughter is coming up to 18 months and loads the washing machine, puts the washing on the airers, can lay the table, sweeps the floor and puts rubbish in the bin, including sorting the recyclables. If you want to stay here, you better work, Chloe says. I don't like the air of menace that the child would be out on the streets if they don't pull their weight. <laughs> How old is the child? <laughs> 18 months. That can't be... I'm sorry, Chloe. This reminds I, me of the time my son was 18 months and he sorted out the diesel particulate filter well, on my car. That reminds me of the old joke. Remember the bloke says, I've got, got this boxer dog, he's amazing. In the morning, while I'm still asleep, he goes downstairs... He puts a saucepan on the uh, on the on the gas stove. Puts a couple of he puts an egg in to boil for four minutes. Puts toast in the toaster. He butters it. Holds the mouth. Holds the, the knife in his mouth. Puts the whole lot on a tray. Mm. Puts the egg on. Comes up into my bedroom. Lays the tray on the bed next <laughs> to me. And then he does a headstand. The works. That's absolutely amazing. Why does he do a headstand? He said we don't have any egg cups. <laughs> It reminds me of that story. (laughs) 
You see, I relate to this because we, I mean, my sister and I were asked to do chores, but they were more of the sort of social variety. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my parents would say, oh, we're not ready. Can you go down and entertain the guests? And the guests would be Doris Lessing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah. we were six. Yeah. So... That and that had a certain amount of pressure being asked to give yeah. a wedding speech when I was about eight, I think. Right. When the leader of the opposition was sitting there looking, you know, things like that. We were just yeah. expected to come correct for that kind of stuff. However, oh, really, I just had to zap ready meals. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, he was a a fanatical gardener, my dad. Uh And the council house was in, I got quite a big garden. And he used to say to me, you just come and hold the other end of this um, bamboo stick for a minute and you'd be in the garden for like five hours. You'd be riddling, (laughs) you know, riddling soil to make it fun. I mean, it Uh it was, oh, it really felt, that's what the Victorian urchins must have... uh, had to put up with. Mm. Well, you not, had to I'm do not. your basic emptying ashtrays, open wine bottle, mm. but we didn't do. Oh, it was the seventies, dear. My parents <laughs> were actors. Please have some tolerance. Um, I genuinely think, though, if I'm with someone, with a family, with people who remember to have children, and the child clears the table, I am impressed by that. Yeah, if they especially take their if, they, if they don't have a runner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even, the heron, even the heron. <laughs> Any news on vertical? I, I, one other thing, though, one of my birthday, I, what I do let Boz do is a lot of the tech stuff. We've already reached the mm. point where he's better on tech stuff yeah. than me. Oh, is he? So for my birthday, and this is a, a slight sign of my age, my partner bought me a jumper that's got a radiator in it. Wow. And it's wow. got a little... Uh, C- control in the pocket and you can turn the heating up in That's the job. Nice. Um, but he had to do he had I had to let him set that up. I couldn't I couldn't make head or tail of it. But I'll tell you something. Oh. Toasty. Yeah, I'll bet. Oh, yeah. Really is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um if if um, look, I know we're, the show's about to um discommence. But uh <laughs> you about, are you about to uh, land like the it. land the plane? Yeah, mm. I am. So, if there's any news about vertical takeoff aeroplanes, or if your kids, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, any, um, I'm sorry, Chloe, if you were telling the truth about your two or three year old, but um, I think you should get her in the circus, never mind in the <laughs> dishwasher. Addy, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on with it next week. It's an yeah. interesting. I like uh, an unusual chore. It's an interesting topic. What chores? I like an unusual chore. Oh, no, you're supposed to say thanks very much. I'll have a double scotch. <laughs> you, we've, we've already established I can't do this back and forth. We're from different worlds. So, look, um, thank you so much for listening. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, stay in. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.